This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Project Spurs Director of Digital Content, Joe Garcia. In this episode, Joe and I will discuss the Spurs in their last six games, rookies Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan, and veteran Stanley Johnson. Let's jump right into this episode with Joe. Joe, how you doing? Doing good, man. It's good to be talking to San Antonio Spurs basketball with you after the Christmas break. We still got to get through New Year's, but nonetheless, it is great to talk basketball with you once again. And, you know, let's uh, let's dive in here and talk about not only Stanley, but the the emergence of one, Jeremy Sohan. He's been looking really good as of late. Yeah, for sure. And so it has been about about two weeks since I last recorded Spurscast. We took some time off for the holidays. Uh, we are back now. So um, since I last spoke with Josh Paredes from uh, Air Alamo, who we're, we're now partnering with, uh, you can listen to Spurscast episodes over on Air Alamo. Uh, we had talked and they had just uh, finished playing the Portland Trailblazers. So so let's go through the last six games for the team, Joe. So they are they went two and four in the last six games. Let's go back to a long time ago, about two weeks ago. They were playing in Mexico City uh, against the Miami Heat. They lose this game by 10 to Spurs. Uh, it was a close game throughout, but then Miami pulled away there in the fourth quarter. Then uh, they come back They go, They go. come back to the United States, and they, they go to Houston, and they play the Houston Rockets on the road, and they win this game, San Antonio, by 19. It was a close game as well, but then in the late in the third quarter, San Antonio took a big lead against Houston, and they ended up winning that game comfortably. Then they go, they stay on the road and they go to New Orleans and they lose this game by nine points. The Pelicans opened up a big lead against the Spurs midway through the fourth. Uh, and then uh, they, held, they held on uh, to the lead throughout. And then uh, on, on, a, on, a, on the second out of a back-to-back, the Spurs are still on the road. They're um, on the road at Orlando. They lose this game by 20. It was actually close throughout, but then again, that fourth quarter comes and, and the Magic take control. It was also the second out of a back-to-back for the Spurs. Then they get a few days off for Christmas, and then they return on a Monday uh, at home against the Utah Jazz, and they, they defeat the Jazz by four points, San Antonio. It was a close game throughout. San Antonio took control midway through the third, and then uh, Utah kind of made it made it come down to the wire. And then the last game, the most recent one, was on Tuesday evening, and you and I are recording this on a Wednesday, where the Spurs lost by 16 at the at Oklahoma City. Uh, it was, again, another close game, kind of same story. The Thunder ended up taking control in the fourth, and so San Antonio ends up losing this game. All right, so, Joe, overall, the Spurs were supposed to go 0-6, according to Vegas, in these last six games, but they actually, you know, they, they went 2-4, and which is better than, you know, when, when they were in that losing streak. So what do you think, of, what are your um, impressions of this team lately in these last six games? Well, I mean, honestly, they've been playing a little bit better um, mm-hmm. as a team. It looks like they're they're starting to build some cohesion here, some some chemistry, which is a good thing. Uh, however, their their biggest Achilles heel is still uh, garnishing those that fourth quarter. If they have the lead, they give up the lead, or if they start to you know get close to tying the game, they just after that they, they get it close to about maybe two points, one point, and then they just fall apart. You know, and it, again, they're they're just having issues trying to close out games, and and it's been very um, telling too because they can't put Yaka Portal in the in the games in the fourth quarter. They're putting Zach Collins in there because Yaka is a liability when it comes to free throw shooting. So unless Zach Collins gets in uh, to foul trouble, then they're forced to go ahead and play Yaka, and you can't have that happen. You need your 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 big man, your your best big man out there on the court in these crunch time situations. So again, that's just something he's Jakob's going to have to work through, but you see all these little things start compiling. And, and basically what happens is just, it's just the team just can't figure out how to close out these games. And it's a shame because I think they could win a lot more than they're losing, but that's, that's indicative of just a young team and, and you're seeing them grow a little bit, but 
you know, they're still losing some close games. And I'm not mad at that, Paul. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I, I want to get Victor Wimbyama or Scoot Henderson. You know, I want a top, a top pick on this team to, to go ahead and uh, help them uh, win even more games and possibly even break into the playoffs. But it's kind of just frustrating, I think, with Spurs fans at the moment. The saving graces of watching Jeremy Sohan or like Stanley Johnson. But, man, this team is just uh, is not consistent when it comes to, to the fourth quarter. That's the biggest takeaway that I've had. Yeah, like when you look back at their last two games, they have been playing better. They're five and five in their last 10. And and something that you and I talked about, Joe, the last time you were on the Spurs cast, remember they were just dealing with so many injuries. And we just said, you know, one of the biggest things for this team to improve is just to get uh, players back, their key players. And so they have started to be, get a little bit more healthy. A uh, Fewer players are out these days. And so we have seen that, you know, yes, they're still losing games. Like you said, it goes back to their youth, their inexperience. Uh, we also want to note that Pirtle, um, aside from, you know, on, as well as what you said about him uh, being struggling on the free throw line, he also is on a minutes restriction that they really want to uh, ease him back very slowly. And so they have pop has had to follow that minutes restriction from the um, from the um, medical staff all right so where are the spurs now through 34 games of the season that they're 28th on offense so got a little bit better there uh still 30th on defense still 30th in net rating 11 and 23 overall which is 14th out west and then they do have the fourth worst record in the league so because they've been actually playing a little bit better their lottery odds have decreased um so they have a, if, if the if the lottery was today they would have a 13 percent chance 12.5 percent chance of getting the overall pick which isn't you know not being one of those bottom three uh did you have any thoughts there joe about their overall uh, where they stand no, I mean, uh, Spurs fans should have already uh, predicted this was going to happen, you know, with the rebuilding phase mm -hmm. that the, the team's currently in. The only thing that you can look forward to is, you know, from here on out, it's just seeing the growth, like we keep saying, of the individual players themselves. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I commend Jeremy Sohan on is playing a little bit more consistent when it comes to his offense. We've seen that, you know, that emergence of, of his offense's game come on as of late. And, you know, even Stanley Johnson, you know, playing limited minutes here, he, he's looking really good. Um, you know, he's he's and you see what's happening, too, because Isaiah Roby and Charles Bassey aren't, aren't really getting those minutes anymore. They're playing like, what, two minutes, 33 seconds. Yeah. I think is what they played in the last game and the loss to OKC. But but it's a good thing. I think Pop is starting to figure out what what works for this team moving forward even though he did get tossed because some of those foul calls were questionable. I'm going to be honest with you, Paul, but I think it was just a tactic on coach pop's part, but overall just looking at the individual growth of, of these young players is the one thing that I'm really paying close attention to. And you're seeing that little, that little spurt of growth happen uh, right before, you know, we start getting uh, towards the end of the year here. We only got what I think there's one or two more games left uh, before the Spurs close out the season. And then, they're going to start looking towards the rodeo road trip. And of course the all-star break in, we're going to be looking to see if uh, any, any moves are made. So a lot of things are going to be happening here shortly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mean like the calendar, right? 2022. Cause they one or yeah. two more games there. So, yeah. All right, so now, Joe, let's talk about some players that you actually mentioned, some players who are playing very well for this team. And again, that's what you do in a, in a season when they're when it's kind of a rebuilding season. You want to focus on on the, the players that are like, you know, the younger players who are making some, some growth here. And so the first player I want to talk about is rookie Malachi Branham. So now he's played uh, 20 whole games this season. Uh, his uh, Let's first talk about his offense. He's averaging 18 minutes a night, seven points on six shots, shot attempts, uh, two, two assists, one turnover, and these stats are rounded. But in these last six games, he's really started to pop and, and really started to get his shot going and also making some really good decisions. So in his last six games, he's, he's averaging 20, 21 minutes, 12 points on seven shot attempts, two assists and two turnovers. We have seen him lately. Pop's been throwing him there as a, as, as a one, like as a backup point guard base. 
realistically. So he is he is um, coded as a combo guard according to Cleaning the Glass, where 61% of his minutes are at the two, but 38% of his minutes are at the one, and he has been, like I said, the backup point guard. One thing that I really noticed, because Devin Vassell is usually the only player who's a three-level scorer, Malachi starting to starting to show that as well that he can be a three level score score from mid-range so the, in the paint and also from um the three-point line and so one thing i noticed as i dug into some of his data according to cleaning the glass is that 25 percent of his rim makes are assisted which means that's a very low number which puts him in the 85th percentile among combo, combo guards so that so again that's just showing there that stat that he's not having to rely on, on players to create for him when he does go in and attack the rim he's actually doing it himself um, so that's some self-creation. And then also 24% of his mid-range makes are also um, assisted, which is a low number, which means that he's also able to kind of pump fake from the three-point line and then get that little mid-range shot going. And so, again, those are skills that, that also Devin Vassell has on the Spurs team, but a lot of the other players don't have. Um, also, when we look at his shooting, uh, his three-point shot has started to come around now. I know I know that from the above the break three, he's still struggling from there overall, but he has been shooting 55% in these last six games from three. You see his corner threes are, are doing really well for him. Um, his his mid-range is not too far off from, from a point per shot. Uh, he's efficient when he attacks the paint. Uh, wide open three, he's, he's, he's efficient there. And then also, I mean, for being a rookie, he's actually – actually throwing some pull-up threes. I mean, that's that's a good stat, to, to, the fact that he's only a, a rookie there. Uh, and then um, I would say the impact is on Josh Richardson, where I think it's going to be more likely that he's going to get traded because we have already seen a game where everybody was fully healthy and Josh Richardson got a, a DNP in that game. And I think it's because Malachi's been playing really well off the bench. And then also, the, uh, uh, we're going to talk about later, Stanley Johnson's been playing as well. So I think that that the chances of Josh Richardson getting traded have just increased with about, uh, Branham's uh, uh, impact here. And then lastly on defense, not, not too many numbers stick out here. So two rebounds, a game of uh, one foul per game for Branham and then 5.8 uh, contested shots per 36 minutes, which does stick out amongst the Spurs wings and guards. What are your thoughts, Joe, on, on Malachi Branham and how he's been playing the, uh, lately? Oh, he's been surprising. You know, I mean, you know, the rookie showed some promise in the summer league, you know, and then you look at some of the, the games, I guess he's played over with the, the Austin G league, uh, the young, the young player, the young man, he's been uh, showing a lot of promise and now you're seeing him get some some quality minutes here, averaging, like you stated, what, about 21 minutes a game now. He's been able to contribute, you know, which is a, a great thing, especially for a 19-year-old rookie. You know, yeah. that's that's amazing that he's able to do this. He's not very uh, scared out there on the court like you would uh, normally see of, of a 19-year-old rookie out there, kind of the deer-in-the-headlights look. He kind of uh, is more uh, controlled. He looks calm out there. He looks relaxed. And he is playing within the context of the actual Spurs system itself, again, which is a testament to him because he's 19 years old. And it usually takes even even seasoned players a, a couple of seasons to get used to this uh, Spurs system. So credit to the rookie. I mean, it's showing that he has a high basketball IQ and he's making the most of the minutes that he's given. Uh, and as you stated, he's a versatile player because he can be he's listed as a small forward and they can also play him as a, an SG, a shooting guard. At times as well. So he he's a very versatile player. And again, you're pointing out his mid-range game. And I think that's one of the things that is really helping this Spurs team as of late to kind of be able to stay in, in, in games because they're not very good three-point shooting team. Yeah. But if they can just go ahead and just knock down points when needed and they just go ahead and stick to that mid-range game and they can have players out there that can knock down a pull-up jumper. Um there, there you go. Any, any, any points in the in in the heat of the battle, you know, especially in the third and fourth quarter, is going to help this team get better. And again, you can also rely on the rookie if he's wide open from beyond the arc to knock down a three pointer. Doesn't take a lot of them, but when he's given the opportunity to make them, uh, he's knocking them down. I'm I'm just looking at the last couple of games going back to the Heat. 
Um, you know, and, and he's when with the Heat, he was three of four from beyond the arc. Then I'm looking at the game that he had against the Rockets, two of four. Pelicans, one of three. Magic, he was one for one. Jazz, two of four. And against the Thunder, the most recent game, he was one of two. All in all, it's not that bad from beyond the arc. He's not taking a lot, but the shots that he does take, again, as like I said, he's he's knocking him down. So very solid performance from a 19-year-old rookie. It's been impressive. Yeah, and two things I want to say there is like number one is is like what you said. He looks very poised, very composed out there for being a rookie. I mean, he just looks like he fits in. He doesn't like rush things. He doesn't get too overwhelmed with the situations that he's put in. Uh, so that's one thing I wanted to know. And then number two is that I knew I, I just felt like when you looked at his jump shot, even from early in the year in like summer league, you just knew he was a natural shooter. Like he just has a really yeah. good flow to his his shot. It doesn't it wasn't something that needs to be corrected or worked on. And so I just knew that I know in the beginning of the season he was really struggling from three. I was like, man, that's gonna start falling. He's just a good shooter. He just looks like a good shooter. And so you start to see it now. Like I mean, it, like you said, he's shooting over 55% in these in these last six games from three. Um, his shot just looks so smooth. He's actually one of the players now, uh, aside from like Devin Vassell and maybe like Doug McDermott. There's like three players who I think that the threes are always gonna go in for the Spurs. Um, and it's those three players, Devin, Doug, and, and now Malachi. And just I, as you were talking, I was looking at the data here. Look at that. 81% of his shots are attempted wide open, his threes. And so defenses don't know who he is yet. You know, they're they're just leaving him wide open. They don't know who he is as a player, and, and he's making them pay right now that he the fact that he's making um he's getting over a point per shot. So yeah, Malachi. Malachi's been off to a really good run here. And now let's talk about another Spurs rookie, and this is uh, Jeremy Sohan. We, we talked about him multiple times uh, throughout throughout the year on, on the Spurs cast because, you know, he's one of the players who's been getting a lot of minutes. He's one of the starting players. But what I really noticed lately for him, especially the last five games, is he's been really aggressive attacking the basket. And I almost feel like the, the coaching staff gave him the green light just to say, hey, go get more shot attempts, try, kind of just get get go out there, see, see what else, see what more you can do. And we know that he doesn't like, you know, take threes. So, so let's talk about what he's doing on offense. Uh, 25 minutes a night overall for the season, nine points on eight shots, uh, three assists and two turnovers. His last five games, though, 28 minutes, so so about three minutes increase, 14 points per game on 12 shots. So like I said, he is taking four more shots per game, four assists, two turnovers. Uh, according to the cleaning the glass, he, he has a 17% usage amongst forwards, which is above league average, 66 percentile, 13.1% assist percentage, 78% amongst forwards, 6.5% offensive rebound percentage. That's one way that he gets a lot of his points is he's, he's able to get those putbacks, and we saw that recently against OKC. And then the one big thing is that he's um we know that he's struggling from the free throw line, so he's actually, you know, he, he's confident in the fact that he the coaching staff asked him to start taking one-handed free throws, and he's making them. I mean, he's doing it, you know, in, in, you know there on, on television in front of everybody, and, and you it's an it's an unnatural shot for a lot of us because we haven't seen that happen in the NBA in such a long time. But hey, it worked for him in one game. He went seven to ten from the free throw line. So that's one thing I noticed is that he's just been very aggressive uh, on defense. You know, still really good good defender. Five rebounds a night, three fouls, one steal, one block. When you when you round the, those stats in his last five games, he's actually averaging eight rebounds. Uh, 1.1 block percentage, according to cleaning the glass, 73rd percentile amongst uh, forwards, and then 2.7 uh, deflections per game per 36 minutes, should I say, and that 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 um, uh, ranks really high amongst the Spurs um, uh, bigs there on the team. And then as far as his shot location, I would just say again, he's just an efficient player when he attacks the, the paint and around the rim, he, he's good there. And we've already talked about his three point shot. We know that's something he's working on. What are your thoughts there, Joe, on Jeremy Sohan being more aggressive on the offensive end? Yeah, well, that's the thing, uh, Spurs fans, and I remember. I- specifically somebody that's on the radio right now went ahead and said that Jeremy Sohan was going to be a bust, you know, and I was like, that was a horrible take because this is a rookie, a 19 year old rookie that, that we really don't know what, what he's going to be able to do in the context of a, of an NBA season, 19 years old, you know, a higher pick in the draft, you know, for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, and he looked 
he looked great, you know, when he was out there early on in the season as far as his uh, defensive prowess. You know, Spurs fans took notice of that, started making comparisons towards one Dennis Rodman. You know, and it's because of the color of the hair and the kind of the way that they play defense out there on the court. He's great, you know, moving out there on the court uh, with his, you know, staying with his uh, uh, defender and all that, you know, defending out there on, on in the, inside the paint and in the context of even coming back and getting back on transition defense, moves well without the ball, great in the open court. You know, we've even seen him have some spectacular dunks uh, in the in the open court. We saw a pass that he had uh, that Yaka Portal uh, caught him in stride and Yaka Portal was spot on with that pass, passed it right towards his face, and Jeremy Sohan caught it and immediately just went, didn't lose any stride at all and, and dunked the ball. And it was amazing to see that he has such great hands, you know, for, for a rookie, looking very comfortable out there. And you're seeing the advent of him being more comfortable, correlate, I guess, correlate more with his offensive game coming, you know, into to full circle now. And he wasn't putting up a lot of points, two points, four points. You know, Spurs fans were really on him about and not scoring, you know, because yeah. he was such a high pick in the draft. But now you're seeing him be very comfortable, be uh, more aggressive inside the paint. I think he's really starting to find his his footing here with the Spurs and just staying inside that paint, that mid-range jumper, yeah. moving well without the ball, backdoor cuts. You know, even in the open court, as we've seen him a couple of times, have those spectacular dunks, have a steal and immediately just run up the court and just be able to dunk it. I mean, he's showing a lot of his athleticism uh, out on, on full display. And I think Spurs fans are getting excited for the possibility of, of what he can actually uh, transform himself into. You know, I think he's got all the solid pieces. He's not going to be ever going to be a really prolific three-point shooter. But the other things that he brings to the table are going to be a solid defender and someone who can score a mid-range jumper inside the paint and can also go ahead and get some tip-ins and mix it up with everybody. I mean, he's six foot nine, you know, and he's got a ton of athleticism. So I'm liking everything I'm seeing out of Jeremy Sohan right now. I think he is going to be one of these instrumental pieces to the Spurs moving forward. And, and Spurs fans should get exci excited about, about J Jeremy Sohan and what, what he can bring to the team. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree with you there. And And just one thing I want to note is the fact that like, I'm, I'm interested to see what his jump shot looks like a few years, like two or three years from now. Just, just the fact that what he's doing, I mean, this is like really, really, really unprecedented where he's like rebuilding his shot now in the middle of the season. Normally guys wait till the season ends and then they, you know, they go in the gym and they work with their coaches, blah, blah, blah. Now the fact that we see this dude taking one hand of free throws, just to start getting that, that first foundation piece of his, of his shooting hand uh, going first, and then he'll start adding the guide hand. And so that's, what's really interesting to me is, you know, what does his jump shot look like a few years from now it, it, as he's continued to work on, we know that's one of his areas where he struggles. And just the fact that, you know, he's not embarrassed. He's going to go out there and shoot one-handed free throws if he needs to, and he's going to try to get, you know start working on that foundation piece now instead of waiting till you know till till till, um, till May when the season ends. So that, so yeah, I, I think that yeah he's had he's had a really good run here, especially like I said, um, uh, just these last five games. The fact that I, I really feel like there's been some conversation there. I, this is where I, I do miss being in San Antonio, um, you know, covering the games live because I could be asking those questions, you know, the players, the coaches, you know, what what has happened here in these last five games. The fact I feel like he got the green light to say to start being more aggressive, and we see that there when he had like I think he had like a twenty plus point night. Uh, recently one of these games for his career high yeah it was against the pelicans he scored uh 23 points and that's when spurs fans got really excited about uh i guess the coming out party of one jeremy sohan yes for sure so yeah so that's 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 what i'm interested to see as well all right so now joe the last player i want to talk about just a little bit here is uh stanley johnson because when i last recorded with josh he really hadn't played any games with the spurs and the reason why i want to go back to him is because initially josh and i thought he was gonna be like oh he's gonna be like alizé johnson or jordan hall you know players who, who really didn't get a lot of run unless it was like garbage time or somebody was hurt but no 
Hop has been very, very impressed by Stanley Johnson. And so he's actually gotten, he's actually been a, a key part in these last seven games. He's been getting real minutes, um, rotation minutes. And I do want to, I have in red here. I, it's a small sample size warning because we know, again, it's only seven games. So the data is going to look really good for him. But again, just the fact that Pop's really trusting him and he really likes what he's doing out there, the fact that he's giving him rotation minutes. So let's talk about what he's doing right now. 13 minutes a night for Stanley Johnson, six points on four shot attempts, two assists, one turnover. Um, uh, he is, like I mentioned, getting rotation minutes. I think that we have seen him getting minutes has also had an impact again for Josh Richardson, where he's not getting many minutes. Uh, and so that makes him probably more, more uh, likely to get traded. And then also even Romeo Langford, when he's been healthy, he hasn't been getting a lot of run I- either because now Stanley Johnson's taking those minutes there at the back of three. And then on defense is where he really stands out. Two rebounds, one foul, one steal, one block, one rounded. Uh, steals per 36 minutes, um, which ranks really high amongst his teammates at the, at the wing position. 1.6 blocks per 36 minutes and then 5.3 defensive rebounds. And I did want to warn again that it is a small sample size warning. Uh, but again, despite that small sample size warning, you know, Pop likes what he's seeing. What, do, what are your thoughts, uh, Joe, on Stanley Johnson getting some real minutes early on? Oh, I've been liking what I'm seeing out of one Stanley Johnson as well. And I've just seen what everybody else has been, you know, clamoring about and posting up on social media, you know, as far as first Twitter goes. And a lot of the fans have been impressed with Stanley Johnson. You know, he's uh, looking like, you know, before the Spurs fans were a little upset because they lost Elise uh, Johnson. And they're like, well, losing Elise Johnson's going to go ahead and pave the way now for Stanley Johnson. And I think they've been happy with that with that move overall, even though they might have had felt a certain way about it in the beginning. But, you know, he's just a veteran player. And, and basically what happened in 2015 is that Spurs fans had wanted him early on in the draft, you know, and look what happened. Now the Spurs were patient. They waited and, you know, it just worked out where they went ahead and got him. He was a 2015 first round pick. I think he was picked eighth overall. So he was a, a pretty high pick in that 2015 draft. And basically they're getting him for for dirt cheap. I think his salary is what, like 2.4 mil or something like that, Paul. So yeah, yeah. If he even stays on the team, no, it's actually less than a million. Uh, oh no, no. Yeah, I think you're right, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't have the numbers, but I know that it's not guaranteed yet. So it's yeah, it's not guaranteed yet. But I mean, either way, it's like that's dirt cheap mm-hmm. considering you know yeah. you don't really want to overpay for veterans, and they're they got a solid piece and and Stanley Johnson. I mean, he's been getting some some good run out there. Coach Pop is you know really believing in him, and over the course of what the last two games against the Jazz on Christmas, uh, the day after Christmas. He had 14 minutes uh, in against this the latest game against OKC and the Spurs lost to OKC. He had 14 minutes. I mean, his his point production isn't really going to be way up there, but he's making the most of the minutes that he that he has out there on the court. He scored three points against the Jazz, six points against the Thunder uh, field goal shooting. He was three of six and in, in yesterday's outing against the Jazz. I mean, against the against the Thunder OKC and then against the Jazz, he was one of two. So not really shooting a lot from from beyond the arc, you know, it's like one or two three point attempts, uh, you know, makes, should I say, a game. And he's taken about maybe three uh, shots from beyond the arc on any given on any given game. But, you know, he's busy out there on the defensive end. He's getting steals uh, and he's uh, also sharing the ball quite well out there doing some garbage minutes, I, I guess, getting rebounds and stuff. So he's a really solid addition, a really solid piece, you know, Um and you can't say enough good things about him. He's just going to go out there and do his job and he's doing his job well. And, you know, so much so that coach pop is giving him more and more minutes as a reward. So, Hey, can't say enough good things about Stanley Johnson. 
And, and yes, like so what you mentioned there. So I actually had it because it just because it was bothering me whenever I don't know the, the contract numbers in my in my head. So I went back and looked just real quick, and he is uh, only getting one point two million this season. If he if he even stays on the team for this for the whole season, like you said, I mean that's just like yeah, one percent of their cap yeah. <laughs> is all he's taking. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that he's being a productive player on that, and I just know that over the years, you know, covering the Spurs, I know that they've always been linked to him. You know, the, oh, the Spurs might trade for Stanley Johnson. The Spurs might sign Stanley Johnson. There's always been those rumors. So obviously, the front office has has known who he is as a player, and they've really oh, yeah. uh, wanted him for a long time. And then one thing pops said i don't know which reporter tweeted this out recently is that or maybe even even i got the quotes from the spurs anyway um he had said that the fact that stanley's just a really physical defender and he sets that tone for the team and that's the reason why he wants him out there a lot is the fact that you know the guys see him check into the game and he's getting you know, physical with other players and he's staying with them and really just getting into them and so pop says you know that he sets the tone for the team and that's what they needed as far as like a veteran presence there um especially on the defensive end and that's one area that pop really um uh, likes a lot. Uh, so, Joe, real quick, Joe. So, do you do you um, do you agree that the way Stanley's playing and the way Malachi's playing, it's probably more evident that that Josh Richardson will probably get moved before the trade deadline or by the trade deadline? Yeah, unfortunately, he's going to be a casualty of you know just these young, well, the younger players. You know, as far as Malachi Branham really showing some promise, and then of course, you know, Stanley Johnson. Uh, it's really just came in and just been you know one of these, you know, great uh, role players, should I say? So, mm-hmm. unfortunately for for Josh Richardson, it's looking like, you know, he's probably going to wind up getting shopped around and you're going to start hearing more and more about that as they get closer and closer to the trade, the trade deadline, which is going to be right around uh, what the, a couple days or so after the, the all-star break, I believe. Yeah. Either, it's either after or before the all-star break. It's right there in, in early February, like 10th, 13th, yeah. something like that. I don't have to talk so about that. The rumor mill is going to start picking up and I think you're going to hear the same thing as we keep saying, with with Doug McDermott, you know, and, and probably, you know, Yaka Portal's name yep. will be thrown out there as well. Uh, and if that does happen, well, you know, Spurs fans, uh, the tank for Wemby is probably going to be in, in full effect there. So, I mean, it, it's not a bad thing. It, it's it's part of the, the game. But again, Stanley Johnson, I mean, he's just been a solid addition. And again, the Spurs getting him for the price that they're getting him for uh, this coming season, you know, so. I mean, you get a solid role player and, and you can go ahead and look at him when his contract uh, comes up, you know, and see if you can go ahead and get him at a bargain uh, bin uh, price again and add him to the team. Uh, and that way you can go ahead and save that cap money and go after, you know, either some free agents or maybe go ahead and save that and start, you know, retaining some of the players that you currently have here on the roster. So either way, it's a good move for the Spurs. And again, solid addition with Stanley Johnson. For sure. Totally agree there. All right, so thank you to Joe for joining me on this episode of the Spurs Cast. I also want to thank Joe for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day.